What's up everybody? This week's episode features Lauren Reynolds. Lauren rides BMX for the Australian Olympic team. She's competed in three different Olympics and she's preparing for her last and final Olympics in Paris. She's raced BMX for 20 plus years. It's been her whole life. She's 30 years old now, still very much involved in the industry and in racing. And she got in, in touch with Sunrun about five months ago. She has a friend that, that does BMX in one of our sales offices and told her this is a great way to make money and earn and you know a way to plan for your future and you know fulfill the ultimate goal of taking care of a family. And so Lauren's joined our, our sales teams and it's just been awesome. You know, she's five months in. I love her approach, I love her mentality and the advantage that she has from racing really shines with the way she thinks, with the way that she works. Join me in rooting on Lauren Reynolds. The League presents Electric People. So before I came down here this morning, I was, you know, I talked to my wife before and I was like, hey, I'm doing this interview with, she knows who you are and stuff. And so she was looking through your Instagram and her only questions were about your dog. Dog. I was going to bring him. I know you were. Like He's a, going to the groomers though. Your dog, like, it's like a, she's like, he's like a little Ewok. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like, how much does your dog weigh? 50 pounds. What kind of dog is it? Golden Doodle. Oh, really? Uh-huh. But most of that 50 pounds is hair. Exactly. What's your dog's name? Winston. Winston. This is as much conversation that I've given to dogs because I'm not a dog person. Oh. But your dog is like your, it's your role, it's your like Oh, your he's my homie. Yeah. He's my everything. <laughs> he's my son. So shout out to Winston. I literally like pictured you sitting next to Winston. For I, you guys that haven't checked out Lauren's Instagram, uh, literally <laughs> it's like the adventures with Winston. Like he rides, comes to the track with you, trying to work out and he's all up in your face and everything. Oh yeah. He's my world. That's so yeah, awesome. He's awesome. So um, for those that don't know you or know your story, so uh, you're from Australia. You've been doing BMX your whole life. You've competed in how many Olympic Games now? Uh, three now. Three Olympic Games and still going. Um, so we're here at your track. This is like your home away from home, right? San Diego BMX today. Yeah, yeah. This is actually a, a freshly built track. Um, and I've, yeah, I've been out here for like eight years now, coming up nine. Um, we train down in Chula Vista at the Olympic Training Center. They have like Olympic replica tracks down there, which oh, cool. is pretty awesome. But this is this is my life. I I honestly know no other. Um, and you know I yeah I love everything about it. It's it's taught me so many things that I think if I just went straight into that real world, I wouldn't have learnt. And so I'm super grateful for where it's taken me so far. And and hopefully I still have a little more, more to go. You started um, because of your brother, right? You have an older brother, older brother, yeah, right. And you guys were super tight growing up and. He was into BMX and you were into BMX as a result. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So we were like best buds growing up. Um, how, how much older than you is he? He's two years. But That's we, like my dream for my kids. Yeah. We were just talking. I have six kids and they're about two years apart each. And I'm like, if yeah. you guys could just like... Because when they're older, they're going to be like such great friends. I just cherish this time as like kids. But it sounds like you guys had that, huh? Oh, yeah. I think it's everything. I mean, I wish I could spend more time with him now. But I'm, um, yeah, stuck over here a little bit. Um, Is he in Australia? Yeah, yeah, he's in Australia. But yeah, he was my best friend growing up. We did everything together. Um, but just like our, our neighborhood, it was like two wheels, bikes, skateboards, scooters. You know, like that's what we did. And Where in Australia? Um, Perth, Western Australia. Okay. So down on the West Coast. And uh, yeah, I remember we just like shoveled piles of dirt every day after school and just like the biggest run up you could get and just send it and see how far you could jump. Just like the dream neighborhood. It is the dream. Like that's what... Because you don't see that now. Like you drive through like... Not at all. And maybe it's just the way we remember things. Like, but when I was a kid, it felt like, yeah, we're always like nailing two by fours together. We used to like, we'd make our own little tracks. 
you know, we bury logs to get the extra like yeah. dirt on it and stuff. And I, I like always drive around. I'm like, man, there's no like skate ramps in the neighborhood anymore. You know? Totally. Yeah. Things have changed. Maybe yeah. they're at skate parks though. Cause they also didn't have those when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Know? But I think the fundamentals come from get a shovel and yeah. dig. Yeah. <laughs> there's right where I live. Um, I live right by this. I mean, you'd call it in Southern California, you'd call it a mountain. In Utah, where I used to live, you'd call it a hill. Right. But there's these kids that build these dirt jumps. They have these little electric dirt bikes. And I see them out there building jumps. And I'm like, yes, like the kids are going to be all right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, So totally. you, you, big old neighborhood, you started out just doing BMX and then... Did he, did your brother pursue racing too or? Yeah, so we both raced like throughout the state, did the state series. Um, How old were you when you started racing? Uh, I was nine. Nine, wow. Yeah, yeah, so. How many nine-year-old girls are racing BMX? Is there a good? There's a lot. Is mm-hmm. there? If you come out here on like a Friday night, well, tonight, it's, um yeah, there's a good handful of them and the sport's growing like rapidly. That's so awesome. It is really cool, yeah. Yeah, I would assume that now it seems like you know my daughter's skateboard and stuff i see a lot of little girls at the skate park but when i was a kid growing up you didn't see as many yeah yeah no it's definitely changing and um yeah changing of the guards i guess you could say that's awesome getting more yeah females out there it's awesome so So even when you were coming up then there's a pretty good community of of female racers because they separate girls and boys in the racing classes yeah 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 there's always separation i mean you can ride there's like mixed classes um it was definitely mild like there was the depth wasn't there like it is today when i started but um and I did, I raced the boys and I think that's really what kind of took me to the next level. Um, but nowadays, yeah, like, you know, I travel internationally six, seven times a year plus the US series and like the girls classes are just growing crazy. And now it's like the depth, um, the depth within the the class, you know, is, is there. And so, so you're racing, you're in a community now where you're racing the best in the world. Who's the one that gives you, who's the one that just, Uh, who is it? Let's call her out. I don't ah, know who it is. Well, she's a gold medalist, so I, well, you know, for now, for now, we'll see. Yeah, she <laughs> might be done. No, nah, there's, you know, it's. I'm. I'll be honest. I'm not one to be like friends with my competitors. Oh, really? Yeah. No, there to do work. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's how it is, right? Like yeah. when you put your helmet on, there's like there is no team. Mm. There is no nothing. And if you're like hugging and and having coffee with the girls that you're trying to beat like you come into that last corner and you're like first positions on the line and you're in second like are you gonna think about oh i just had coffee with her you don't want any like, of that no yeah you don't She's want that even to be a no thought. not a chance or so, but a lot of people are probably like that right like they, they have a different mentality yeah i think the, a lot of people I are think, hugging at the finish line and stuff probably right yeah i think the ones that are kind of that middle class are all buddies and the ones who are the best I, oh, so you I see don't. it as like a distinguishing mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I was, uh, we had Jeremy Jones on the podcast. He's a pro snowboarder. And uh, we asked him, I can't remember if it was on the show or just in conversation, how he felt about Sean White. Okay. Because Sean White kind of gets that, like in, in, there's mixed feelings about him in the snowboarding community because he's so dominant. But mm-hmm. he also has really commercial sponsors and stuff, you know. Right. And, but he doesn't associate much with a lot of the snowboard community no and the snowboard community it may be like bmx like there's so many different facets of bmx from street and park to racing and pump tracks and mountain biking and all that stuff but he had said that some people kind of hate on him because he's not like in the community he doesn't like you know like he doesn't hang yeah. with all those guys but he mentioned he's like i'm a fan because the guy's such i mean he's just pushing the sport to such levels that he's kind of about yeah. his business a little well, bit he's a know? he's a competitor he's there to win it's mm-hmm. not a it's not a hobby anymore it started as that, but it's, you know, you get to a point and it's, you're all in. You've invested your entire life. I've invested hundreds of thousands and it's like, I'm not. Of dollars? Yeah. Of hours? Absolutely. All of the above. Oh, all of it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have, you have to, 
it's all individual so I have to go and pick which coach I want to have and employ him and then the rest of the team um, you know to come and ride you've got to there's there's always a, a cost at, and I do everything at all costs mm-hmm. like it's I'm here to win and I'll do that until I retire and then you know and then after that that's when I will be friends with some of the girls but it's not because I don't like them it's I'm I'm here to win and I think the best are um, yeah. and you know I'm by all means am I I am not the best and I but I'm striving and I'm hungry to get to that point I've never been a winner like I've as a kid I was a winner I, I had natural ability and talent and that faded out really quickly and so I got to a point where I had some serious lessons to learn and I think those few years is what changed me as a person and as an athlete where did you see that your talent like where did your talent like kind of drop you off I was about 14 15 years old so you wrote on talent and I won everything I won like I and but that at that point it was like well this is easy Mm -hmm. like I was the champ Mm -hmm. 10 year old girls champ like how awesome for your confidence (laughs) I mean I know you got to figure out like where to put it and like you lack perspective and stuff but if you think about that how many 10 year old girls get to feel that like the, the cool thing I've noticed early about you is you, you speak with such like, like, like real conviction because you have experience behind it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. you say, I'm always all in, I go at all costs. Like there's no question or there's no doubt in that statement or I was, I want everything, right? Like, yeah, it's really rare and awesome that you had that experience because there's so few people, like only one person can be number one, you know? Yeah. But so just to go on that like yeah I won everything as a kid but as an adult and as an, a pro rider that I really want to win I haven't won anything mm. I'm, I'm definitely in that that little struggle spot and I've had tough times of like you know personal stuff like I'm super grateful for my life but mm. um, I haven't won the real top the pinnacle yet and I'm I'm craving that and that'd be an Olympic medal right yeah, like yeah. I've got yeah, I've gone to three Olympics. I've competed at every world championship since I was like 12, but I haven't won. And I've got second at, at the world championships in 2013 and that was my highest. But I've always been that like I'm just not quite good enough. Um and so that's that's the bit that's still left over. Um but and that's where I can appreciate like my competitors um, my training partner she's an American girl and she she is the best of the best she's the she's Olympic silver and she's world number one um, and I train with her every day so mm. I've you know always surround myself with the best um, but we're just not there yet but I still can be that whole journey of like winning as a kid and then having to learn of like well you need to commit and make sacrifices and the ta- natural talent doesn't go forever yeah and so that that were the they were the changes. That was the turning point for sure. It's cool though, because as you talk, you have like, you have grit and determination. We call it eagerly unsatisfied. Like you're, you're fired up. Like you want to go. Like, how do you, how do you not let it go the other way where it deflates you? Cause you could sound oh, really has. different. You could oh, say, it has. Okay. Yeah. Talk, totally. talk to me about that because oh, man. it's easy That's to look at. That's a whole other can. Yeah, I don't know if we're ready. You know, we're ready. <laughs> Drop it on us. But it's, it's a whole different thing to say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm I haven't won yet, but I'm going there versus all these years, all these hours, all this money, all this time. I haven't won yet. I've sacrificed. I'm squatting in my driveway. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm out here Sunday yeah. mornings. Like, yeah. How's, so, so what did it feel like? Let's start at like when you started to notice that your talent wasn't going to continue to just push you to the front of everything. Well, I, w- I went through the lull, like, you know, as a teenager of 14, 15. And then I, I, I employed a coach for the first time, like a private trainer, basically. And I got onto the Australian national team. And then I had that, 
funding yeah. and support and you know we traveled the world like I, I, I was never home mm. for probably five or six years went to my first Olympics failed miserably did your parents go along with you or somebody go along with they've you they've came or? to the they've come to two of the Olympics but no it's just it's solo it's mm. it's very yeah. yeah it's and it's it's just you like if I don't go to train if I don't wake up and go train it's there's one person that mm-hmm. loses and that's me and so um yeah, and then it's just kind of, I got to a point after my second Olympic Games, which was Rio 2016, I, again, I failed miserably. Um, I was upset. Like, I just saw, I just thought this, this I have nothing left in me. Like, um, I trained every day. What I got flogged. <laughs> like, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, there was a serious part that was missing, which was like the mental side of it, which I ignored for years because I was too stubborn for that. I was too good. I don't need mental training. Did coaches try yeah. to encourage you to take yeah. it or do you have to seek those out on your own or what? Yeah, they encourage it, but I still have to seek the right fit. You know, you've always got to, you got to connect. There's, there's a lot more to that, I think, um, to really open up and trust someone. Um, and then it was probably like, so 2016, I was flying home. I was in line to check out after the Olympics. My uh, teammate, he was the male um, Australian team rider, Sam Willoughby, and he had just crashed well he didn't crash but he he ended up getting eighth in the final at the olympics he won all day dominated like incredible best of the best like if if you would ever give someone a medal before the event it was him he was done i have some sam questions and so he's incredible yeah i was we were boarding the plane together and i was like hey i'm the coach i had at the time i just couldn't it just wasn't i had to make a change i said it's um i'm throwing money away and i'm getting nowhere and Sam was can a user teammate me? at this point. Yeah, he was just Australian team yeah. teammate. And I said, can you help me? So his wife is who I've been training with for 10 years since I moved over here. And, and she's and a BMX rider too, you said, right? Yeah, so yeah. she's Team USA. Okay. <clears throat> and I said, can you, like, do you reckon you could write me some programs? You know, I, I need it. I want to change my body. I want to change, like, my mechanics of how I operate and everything. Like, let's start from ground zero and give it one more crack. I think... I was 25 and I think I still got one more Olympics in me but I've I'm I've my confidence was like at an all-time low and he was like yeah I think that's actually like that'll be good for you and Elise let's let's um let's do some work together and I was having two weeks off and then I got a phone call and he had just had a pretty significant accident down in Chula Vista and um he's now paralyzed so he yeah broke his neck and he's done so he's his career was taken like that whereas you know I still had that choice and so yeah you know we visited him in the hospital and and obviously I was there for him as a friend but then we we ended up what year was that 2016 wow so he went from I mean I used to watch Sam like I just kind of like I stay up on action sports and Mm -hmm. so I remember um you know before doing solar we would do these seasonal programs out in the summer we'd sell smart home okay and i remember like the way i would check out on sundays after like a long grindy day is i'd just watch like action sports stuff on youtube sure. and i remember just seeing sam just dominate every dominated so like he it, went from the very very top to that accident yeah yeah whole another story oh, it's a, yeah so that and that like was tough because it like there was fear as well of like oh my god for sh- you should i just go and get a real job and have babies and be normal like you know like should where like um and but her like even though that happened that you know i think we everyone close to him went through a whole different experience and but he had full confidence and like 
hunger to still let's go now it's my turn to sit back and help you guys and let's go and he's so, your coach now so he's my coach now yeah and so but he's um yeah so he, he changed me hugely like we we stripped everything back to the bones and from just yeah the physical side all the way to like lining up in lane one at the fight the final of the olympics in tokyo and so um yeah it's it's just i don't know it's try to get deep but it's um there's so much to it and i mean yeah it's just bmx but um no, it's, it's my life and yeah. so it's like it's um yeah it's just everything to me and it it's taken a lot to try to overcome a lot of what i thought i had and i didn't have it um and i still i still go to bed thinking i got it yeah <laughs> and but so think about this lauren think about like uh you're 30 mm-hmm. right so at like first of all like I, like it's gonna sound corny and you're like whatever it's gonna sound yeah like really disney channel but it's like the journey right like whatever your avenue is whatever your vehicle is right like for some people it's basketball for some people it's bmx for some people it's their job for some people it's you know uh academics whatever but it's like you 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 have the benefit not without your work of like a a life really well lived like you're drinking it all the way up right Mm -hmm. like it's it's one of those things where not many people go to bed with fire and like how can I improve and I'm hungry and I want this and I know sometimes that probably just drives you absolutely insane and it's like maybe you're your own worst enemy a little bit there Mm -hmm. but you're only here for such a short amount of time right and like you're only in this like shell of a body for however many years and you've traveled the world and you've you've won and you've lost and you've sought coaching and you've changed and you've developed and that's I mean it's 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 your blessing and your curse right yeah but it's awesome it's also really inspiring because you know we see it every day like there's a lot of people that always spend their whole life searching and then they wonder man maybe I should have done that thing and at least you don't have that right at least you don't have anything where it's like yeah I didn't try no I I don't I definitely don't want to leave like if I I considered being done after Tokyo a few months back um but it didn't feel right and I remember crossing the finish line literally crossing the finish line fifth and I my heart was hurting but I had some kind of satisfaction because of the journey to get there Mm -hmm. which we can chat about but my very first words was I'm not done I mean a few other things were said but I was like I got one more like and I remember the first you you walk through the media alley to get out you can't avoid them and so it's like what you know tell us and I was like I'm coming back next time like I'm give me one more and that was because I had a year before Tokyo I was dropped from the the Australian team and told I'm I'm not gonna make it there's not a chance I'm I don't get down the hill quick enough who told you this the Australian performance director of cycling Australia What's their name? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'll, have to do that. I'll find them. You go on my get them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. But I just, yeah. You know, I think just I absolutely embrace like 20, 21 years now. I think of racing. Um, the the lessons I've learnt, like I think most importantly, like just to be a better human and like the life skills. Um, I think that's what I love so much. But I, it's just that little bit more I want to squeeze out. Yeah, I'd like yeah. I. I, I'm at I'm at the end of my career. Absolutely, I can. I'm not going to be someone who's going to just keep coming back until I'm 50 to never say no. Like, I totally understand that, and I'm excited for the next chapter of life. Like, I really am, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm having a taste of it now. But there's still like physically, I'm in like the best shape I've been in. Um, let's go back two months, but I'll be back in training. <laughs> and so, like you know, and, and mentally and emotionally, I am happy and confident and. Um, I'm excited for like one more big run and yeah. um, 
yeah i mean it's like right at the end i'm kind of squeezing it out but it's either going to be the best two years ahead of me or i'm just going to be you know i'm going to ride the wave and yeah. and whatever happens so it's we had um we had apollo ono on the show and he was talking about you know he did that documentary the weight of gold have you seen that i With, haven't no so it's got oh. michael phelps and apollo and a bunch of other athletes okay. and they talk about that pursuit you've actually articulated it really well because i don't know what it's like right like um but I, I, I get the sense of what it'd be like to sacrifice and to have to like think about what you're eating and conditioning and mental and all that kind of stuff years before most people, even if they're lucky enough to tap into it, tap into it at all. Sure. But they talked about how they spend their life in this pursuit and then they get it and then it doesn't feel the way they thought it would. And then they realize that way that, oh, it was like the pursuit was the thing. This is just kind of a benchmark on the way and like whatever's next. Yeah. You know what I mean, and you know, like I, I might make it to the Paris Olympics in 24 and I might win a medal and if I, I can sit here today and say that will be I will be the happiest that'll be a dream like let's go but there is such a good chance that I'll if that happens that it's like cool well that's what now that there was it's done like yeah. it's it doesn't it's never going to give you the because it's not the oh, the end goal is never what we're doing mm-hmm. like it's the process it's the journey yeah, yeah. it's like coming out here every day with no one just me and my water bottle and my helmet and my diary and your dog and my dog <laughs> <laughs> and just like re- literally repeating the same thing and i think like yeah i mean from a training perspective it's so boring like it's the same thing mm-hmm. every day like you know it's we do we do four week blocks and it's the same thing yeah. like every tuesday is the same thing every wednesday is the same thing breakfast is the same thing but it's like somehow in a weird way i love it and i find like contentment and enjoyment out of that and i always know that like if i can get from here to here 0.008 of a second quicker that's a great day Mm -hmm. it's a great day and i think if i was to link that with solar and having a little bit of um experience there it's like you can knock and you can knock and it's just you just have to do the numbers and be like repetitive just knock five like and you'll the result the reward will come you know and it's not always the reward can be can feel good at the time but it's going to leave just Mm -hmm. like that yeah i think um I want to talk about solar because all of this stuff, obviously, and everybody that listens to this show is probably like rolling their eyes because I'm going to talk about how that's just like this and that's my whole yeah. life. But before we do that, you mentioned like the media alley kind of after a race. Um, do you know anything about Daniel Ricardo, fellow mm-hmm. Australian? Yes, I Daniel do. Ricardo's the man. Yeah, he Can is. Can we agree on that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's the man. No, I'm a fan. Yeah, so he's a Formula One racer. He doesn't always win, but he is the just the crowd favorite. He's the mm-hmm. best dude, best personality, whatever. Uh, I was listening to a podcast with him, mm-hmm. and those guys they get out of the F1 car where there's hundreds of millions of dollars being invested, the world's watching, and they they get out of the car, they weigh themselves, they take their helmet off, and then there's a camera in their face, yeah, and a microphone in their Boom. face, right? Like, <laughs> and he he gave tell us this, what you're really thinking, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, dude, could you give him four minutes, or whatever? But. Uh, Dak Shepard was talking to him and he said he's like imagine to the listeners and I think this is probably what you may have experienced there he's like imagine you're like a you're like an account executive in advertising or something and you go in and you give this company this pitch on why they should use your ad agency and what you're going to do for their brand and you just bomb it like you just absolutely duff it and the second you walk out of the room, someone sticks a camera in your face and be like, yeah. wow, you really screwed that up. Uh, tell us what you're feeling right now. Yeah. But that's what athletes deal with. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, absolutely. We're not 
unfortunately BMX is not on that scale but at the Olympics we are sure. so we get a taste of it there well I don't care if but it's we, your like your brother saying how do you right, feel right. Laura and you're like this is so oh, raw once, like, after every race dad will call or text what happened <laughs> yeah. like he calls not, me Bear my nickname's Bear what happened Bear like you know, and it's like, Dad, not right now. Like, give me a sec. You know, I'm pissed yeah, off. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so incredible. But your ability to like actually speak. That's why, like, whenever I see a Supercross racer, a Formula One racer, a golfer, and they deliver something somewhat composed after just a ah, heartbreaking cool. loss, mm-hmm. and then the media, of course, they want the emotion, so they're right there. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just I think about that to my fellow door knocking friends. Like, what if you got out of a house? You're working on it for a couple hours. You thought you had it. You lose it in a disastrous way. Mm-hmm. You walk out and everyone's like, hey, so how do you feel about just blowing the biggest account you've ever looked at? How does that feel right now? We don't ever, oh. I mean, we have to deal with our heads, but we don't Oof. have to deal with that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? No, it's tough. Yeah. I, I mean, I just think be real. Like tell them what you're really feeling. Yeah. There's no point hiding it. It's going to come out eventually. And that's what just people be, like. Be you. Yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't think I'm a... I'm fan, like, like a crowd favorite, so to speak. Like, I mean, I'm not disliked by anybody. I don't think. I hope not. But like, um, you know, I just kind of do my thing. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm happy. I'm okay about it. I, I sort of won't jump up and down and, like, hey, come and talk to me. Yeah, yeah. If they want to talk to me, I absolutely will. But um, I just love. I just do my thing. I, I really enjoy like my own time, and it's like I just do my work, and I just have enjoyment in that. And um, yeah, I've the feeling of the like just. Um, dissatisfied after events is like I mean I feel like that's what I have every event that's how it feels it's like it's, but I'm used to it and somehow you just kind of learn from it and you end up being like appreciating it yeah and it's what's One way probably or another. preserved yeah. your career this long you know yeah, yeah. How many yeah. people get to say they've been to three Olympic Games and possibly will go to another one in Paris? And I know. I, mean, I think about it. I was like, should I just be done? I know. And it was so cool that you, <laughs> you so know, much. you're inviting all your new Sunrun friends to come to Paris on your dime. It's Let's just go. really nice of you. Like, uh, we're just so stoked on come that. Come along, you know? guys. Yeah. It was cool, though, you know, and I want to talk about, you know, how you recently started looking at Sunrun and, you know, you're able to to fit everything in with your lifestyle and your work. And job's really kind of a blessing if you if you look at it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but... How, well, let's just go into that. How did you, how did you find us? It was really cool to see like right when you had first like, you know, started doing solar accounts to see like on the Sunrun page, like, hey, one of our own is competing in Olympics and hopefully you felt a little bit of support from it. We, we sure were proud of you. Like we oh. thought that was so cool. Oh, I, no, I loved it. It was, yeah, it's awesome. Um, the recognition and like just the understanding, I think of doing something kind of unique and people respecting and understanding it, I love. Um, but no, it's, yeah, I, I'm at the point where I, I've never had a real job in my life. Like, I mean, I have, I'll, I lie, I've worked at a surf shop before, but, you know, I've never had that kind of responsibility. My responsibility is purely on me. And so, um, yeah, just getting into something else um, through a really close friend of mine who actually races sort of told me about it and said, look, it's been a blessing for me of just to have a distraction. Um, I eat, sleep, breathe BMX. And so, who was it? Who raced it? Uh, Brooke Crane. Okay. She's from the Visalia office. Okay. And so... I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I don't go up to Visalia very often anymore. What yeah. up, Brooke Crane? Yeah. What's up, Rookie? So, um, yeah, just kind of, you know, I'm 30 and I need to start to think about that. And um, I feel like balance for me right now is the most important if I want to go to, to uh, Paris. So, mm-hmm. I need to balance my life and be in a better place um, to manage and financially be in a spot I want to be at and things like that so um that's kind of how that started and you know it's just been I've jumped in the deep end I had no idea what to expect um 
but obviously heard good things. And did she just get you in touch with Mike and the guys in yeah, San Diego? Yeah, Dylan or and Mike. Yeah. Oh, Dylan and Mike. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, she's like, you need to just just have a coffee with them and and have a chat. And so I texted. I was like, hey, I'm. You know, this is me. I'm a fierce competitor that Let's wants to go. excel in life. Yeah. Do you have any positions available? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something like that. They're like, yep, bring your dog. Bring yeah. your dog. So, yeah, um, that's how that started. And I just jumped in the deep end. And What was it like immediately? Because it wasn't that long ago. How long ago was that? Uh, it was like four or five months ago. All right. Yeah, so, like, probably long. half of our audience is, like, pretty yeah. young in their career. So, what, what what is it like going from something where it's like you're I mean we're at your racetrack today mm-hmm. and for you guys that are watching this on YouTube we're about to have a race between you and I <laughs> when I was driving down here I thought there was a fair chance I'd beat you I've done two laps on the track now and that that confidence is you still waning. feeling it no 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 I'm not feeling it but I'm gonna give it hell anyway yeah. the uh but you're you're such a professional at this you're comfortable here you know what to you know you know what you need to do and then you go into something like door knocking and that feels like totally different worlds so uncomfortable yeah tell me about that I would rather (laughs) drop in on our big supercross hills that we do and like go 50 mile an hour and hit a 40 foot gap with my eyes closed than (laughs) knock at somebody's (laughs) door and say hey do you want to buy solar yeah (laughs) not that you know so I would feel much more comfortable doing that and so this probably is uncomfortable to 99% of the world and it's I'm 110% mm-hmm. comfortable so just doing something that I've never done before is like getting up in front of the room the other day ah shit my pants like I hate it yeah. you know like but, it's so funny though because but no I, I, I love it but yeah. it's just I, I okay I'm out here by myself I don't deal with mm-hmm. the real world mm-hmm. you know so it's been a whole nother challenge and task but um, what's been the hardest part just going out and speaking to strangers yeah. like just I think you know when I'm when I'm away and I'm doing it I'm by myself so I can I love all the managing and and sort of I just have always have goals to like I'm gonna get another one um but I think just doing it getting yeah. out and you know it's just something it's just uncomfortable but it's I funny though, definitely because failure in solar failure in door knocking is no and go away. Mm-hmm. Failure out here is you. I mean, you got a full face, so you won't lose your teeth. But yeah, no, I know. It's, you know, it's I, like I, I you, don't got, know. you face real risk out here, and there, yeah. it's like the risk is just in between your ears. Like it's you know, but but I know it. Mm, I know what you're talking weird. about. Yeah. I remember my first doors. Mm-hmm. I remember what it's like. How valuable is it to be a novice at something? Most people oh, that, that find us are an expert at something before they come here. Yeah. So how is it? How is it to be a beginner all over again? Oh, it's it's awesome. I mean, that's what I look for because it's that's what I want. Mm-hmm. There's others I'm not going to grow so um and I, I have massive desire and plans within Sunrun if I can if I can you know hang on the train and grow the ladder I'd love to be up there um and I think it's incredible and the people skills and um everything else that comes with it you know so but it's just good to be in the deep end and I can sit at the back of the room and listen and kind of be a sponge to all you guys and that's what I do I listen and just write notes and um and just try to learn and, and continue to grow but you know I still have that competitive edge when it is time to go like I yeah I want more and more and so um but I have to follow the process and it's the same thing so I just try to apply like if I don't come home with with some results I'm I'm upset but I but what are you measuring as results just responses and yeah and acknowledgement and yeah. good conversations you track these things like mm. you you track them on your own or yeah you do yeah yeah no i track everything yeah so what are you tracking 
Hmm? What are you tracking like on doors? Um, just how many good conversations I can have. Nice. So we get, you know, you, you know what we get taught. But for me, I, I don't think I'm at that level of, you know, just closing deals and sure. cashing in. So I ain't going to be a good, per- like I haven't, the people skills and the, the communications, I've, I don't, I don't deal with I'm always alone and just training and doing my thing so if I can just grow to be comfortable and confident of just talking to people and like I don't know I've had so many experiences which I think are the most rewarding ones when I come home at night is someone who answers the door and you can see they're in their pajamas and they're not happy people and for somehow you can shot with a smile and you I'm end up there for even if nothing comes of it I chat for 30 minutes and I know that's not ideal but like they're, they're actually smiling and they're like well it was really great to meet you mm-hmm. and thanks for stopping by mm-hmm. and so to me right now that's more important than anything because sure. that's giving me some kind of satisfaction um that i don't get out here it's just a, it's a completely opposite you know but hey i want to hit prime this quarter so that's my goal yeah well that's great i think let me tell you kind of what i see as far <laughs> as things that are strong advantages that you specifically have and hopefully as you guys are listening to this you can apply a lot of this to yourselves but um there's just a couple like massive advantages that you have that i hope you realize and again everybody has these and it, there's this book called outliers if you've ever read it it's a malcolm gladwell yeah. book we talk about it a lot on this show but it's the one that made famous the ten thousand hours to become an expert rule mm-hmm. they later amended it and said you can do it in five thousand with expert coaching and what that book is essentially about is lining up with your opportunity. Like what is like what makes you uniquely qualified to do what you're doing right now? Right. right? So number one is you have obviously this this really um, deep experience with goal setting mm-hmm. and with holding yourself to a personal standard. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can't I found that through direct sales. I didn't have a life that prepared me for it. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I, I did the thing where I kind of was average for a long time at this job until I started to really like wake up. Right. Right. And then realize like, oh, I, the person that's beating me is no better than me. They yeah. just think different. Yeah. So I started reading the books and doing the things and, and th- talking to myself different and stuff like that. But totally. you already do that. Yeah. And that is, I mean, I know it's been a long road to learn it, but mm-hmm. number one, first and foremost is, you know how to think, you know how to set goals. And that's actually all you need. Right. But then you've got this 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 patience with the process Mm -hmm. which a lot of people don't have especially competitive people yeah a lot of competitive people are like who's the best i gotta beat them and then they don't realize like you are a beginner yeah and they don't give themselves the the chance yeah right but well there's evidence there from you guys the top guys that it works like mm -hmm. there's no question about it so i'm gonna come in and i have the the skill set i believe to from this to bring to this but it's a matter of trusting because I trust that process here but I've never trusted it anywhere else in life so I have to trust that if I just trust the process like I do here and I do it here I'm going to be successful yes and then or you come in with none of that background and none of those skills and this job and this line of work is going to teach you and bring out so much so it's going to teach you or it's going to kick you out Right. I right. mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully, yeah, they can stick we around long enough. But yeah. it's there. Like, I mean, you. Cr- I think, yeah, I think you're crazy to walk away from it because give it a couple of months, you're going to learn a ton. You're going to just be a better person. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, sales or not, you're going to be a better person. Yeah. So. The third and fourth thing is you're such an easy person to talk to. And I know you might not love it, but that accent is 
seriously an extra 10% on yours. It is, people, I'm sure people ask you where you're from. I'm oh, sure yeah. people love talking to you. It's a good conversation. You're a lot more interesting starter. to talk to than like guys like me that it's like, hey, I have to get through with something else because that is not my superpower. But <laughs> you figure out what you're good at, yeah. right? And the fact that you're, you know, you can take someone that's maybe not in a great mood mm-hmm. and you show up pleasant and patient with a story, mm-hmm. man, that's really like, it's really unique. So if you can, I think, continue to trust the process, keep sure. your head in it, mm-hmm. it's the next challenge. There's not many places, there's not many professions that will give people that are high performance and in, in some lifestyle aspect, the same like, like satisfaction. Right. You know, like think about, think about like, you know, you have a life of racing, you're competitive, you want to win, you want to improve. And then you get put into a job where you, you know, your, your salary is assigned by somebody else. And the only thing you're measured against is how much time your butt's in the seat. And even if you, you know, think about it, something easy, like, uh, mm. you know, think about being a waiter where, what if I sell way more high-end food than everybody else? Yeah. I'm paid off tips or whatever, but it's mm. like, I'm not compensated differently. Yeah, you, you don't get paid anymore. Yeah, you yeah. are in like the perfect, it's probably different. You probably thought you'd mm. never eventually transition to, to door knocking, but it's perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. really is like if you if you trust it right, it'll give you financial rewards. It'll continue to scratch that like eagerly unsatisfied itch. Yeah, I think it ticks the boxes that I'm looking for. Yeah. And I think that's ultimately what I'm craving is what can I transition to? Because if you take away BMX, what is my purpose? I could have a whole meltdown about that because I don't know. Like I don't, I never went to college or school. I graduated high school and moved to America to live the USA dream. I got my first professional deal and that was it. And so... I have no like oh I'll just I have this degree I'm I'm good like mm-hmm. that doesn't that's not how I am but I would never be satisfied or happy doing that so I need something that's going to be like every day is a little different it's mm-hmm. going to tick the boxes it's going to challenge me and there has to be some kind of competitive drive so because that's never going to leave my soul and so I think initially if someone said hey do you want to go do knock doors what no I've never even yeah. don't even know anything about it yeah but when like, i people still do that like, yeah right but it, but when someone said no just listen to me and then it's a whole different perspective mm-hmm. and then i break that job down like break it down of like what are, what do i have to apply to be good um what qualities and and what's the outcome what like what does it even mean and so when i when i sat back and looked at it it was like oh my god this is just like racing like mm-hmm. you're out there alone if i don't knock doors there's only one person that is going to lose and that's me mm-hmm. and that's the same with here if i don't go and do sprints in the morning the only person who's losing is me my coach doesn't care because he's not racing like well, he's getting paid regardless right? so like, it's I mean, like do you want to yeah. win or not and so it's long as i yeah i think it just ticks those boxes and um i mean so far I'm, I'm loving it i am i'm grateful for the opportunity of you guys like no employer is going to be like um hey, I'm just going to like dabble a little bit. I'm still doing this job. Yeah. Like I might not come to every meeting you want me at. Like, are you cool with it? Yeah. No, that's never going to pass. Yeah. So the fact that you guys are understanding and I try to communicate my real life of what actually my day-to-day really looks like because it is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, everyone's been like, totally get it. Just do the best you can. Keep us posted. And I mean, nothing. I can't can't beat that it's perfect yeah. love it so yeah and the right perspective because other people look at it and they're like oh i have to knock doors i have to go to this meeting i have to go i have to work when it's dark i have to work in the summer like <clears throat> but when you think about it right it's like yeah it's it's an it's a vehicle and so one of the things that that we always maybe strive to do is we have 
minimum expectations in order to invest time. I'm sure your coach has the same thing. Like Mm -hmm. your coach will train you. And if you don't wake up one or two days, it's on you. And the only person that loses is you. I actually love that. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you never show up, eventually your coach probably drops you. And it's like, I I don't have time for this. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, the people that understand that you are a business, this, you, this is your business, Mm -hmm. right? Well, now it's different. Like when they say this is your Olympic dream, this is your BMX career. It's like, Oh, I better set my alarm and I better wake up because I want certain results. Right. And so for the people that really unlock the power of direct to home sales, they look at it like this is my business. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I have to hit a minimum expectation that's so unexciting to me personally in my position that I don't even want to talk about it. Like we we talk about, hey, in order to keep the job, you got to do this minimum thing. Mm. And then that's it. Yeah. But for the people that are like, I'm an owner. Here's my potential. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Dude, they just, they, they, they unlock the mm-hmm. power of the job and they're playing a completely different game. Sure. Than yeah. Everybody else. Yeah. I think your experience too, with, um, doing things alone, right? Like the, you get that from action sports. Honestly, like we've had skateboarders on the show. We've had, uh, you know, entrepreneurs on the show and things mm-hmm. like that. We've had military people and really the ability to like be creative and figure out ways. Cause you're, you're talking about, you know, we're at the starting gate here. You're talking about an eighth of a second. How far is this starting gate to that first jump? What is mm, that like? 30 foot. 30 feet? 30, 40 feet. So it's like, it, you got to oh, creatively. No, more than that. Sorry, about 50. Yeah, like I'm thinking of this line right here. That's what we measure at oh, times. Oh, that's the line. Okay, so you got to think, okay, I got to creatively get there. But it's the mm-hmm. same thing. I got to creatively create a customer out of this person who maybe is a little grumpy right now. Yeah. Or whatever, right? Like, yeah. if you think about it right, it's the same itch. Yeah. What have been what have been some of the successes you've seen? You, we talked about what the hardest part was. What are some of the early um, maybe benefits of trusting the process? I mean, you're five months in, right? The benefits of the job? Yeah, like what, what, or what wins uh, well, have you seen? For, well, for me, the wins are having the the opportunity, the understanding, the, um, the trust and the time to sort of manage and, and grow. Um, but then actually, you know, being on the field and doing things, it's like just meeting the people. Um, there's some kind of reward or major satisfaction when you can explain a process, which is how solar works and why it's good. Explain that to someone, change their mindset of like, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. And then obviously if you can save them money, you can make them a happier person. Um, and I, but it's, to me, it's, yeah, there's like solar is, and if you get a deal and you can save someone money and put solar in the house, that's great. But then there's just more depth to it. So the most rewarding and satisfaction I've had with is customers who have called me later and invited me over for a coffee mm-hmm. and like, like give me Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, if, if that's what you're kind of asking, that to me is, is huge. Doesn't yeah. come with everybody. Of course, you're never going to make everyone happy. Um, but I think just having success of like, I remember when I first started, people said like, if you can get one AC a week or something like that, you know? And so, yeah, just having those numbers and then growing that. And I remember my, I sold the first door I knocked on. So I think that was what? like- Hold on. It's not supposed to go like that. I first door you knocked on, you're like, this is actually, I don't understand why anyone says it's so hard. No. Well, so yeah, I, I guess- um, Sold like installed? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. That's amazing. You're supposed to do this. Yeah, so I had three on the street with, ACs and they ended up went going into installs. But wait, all three? Mm-hmm. Your first three? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't but then I had a lull. But then it was like right, I knocked right. for you know a few weeks and like when I could. It's never days in a row. It's very sporadically. 
And so, and then it's just, yeah, it's, there's rejections and there's like, go, like someone said to me, like, get out of here, go get a real job. It's like, okay. So, so you breathe that one out. Yeah. Just define real job. I'm real making job. business out of thin air okay. out here. Yeah. Literally, what's, what is more real? Yeah. Right? Like, okay. what you is have a great day. I'm not going to waste my energy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So then you have that and then it's like, and then it, so it takes that to then go, hang on, bring out the diary process step by step i just had to do five pitches or speak to five people and if you just do that even if there's nothing comes from it if i just do that i know that it's going to flow on and, and come so that's what i'm learning and recently i've um i've had the time to attend more trainings and meetings and i've learned a ton and so it's just reiterated that it's something i already knew but i needed reminders and so um, yeah. What's your? What do you write? You mentioned your diary a couple of times. What do you? What do you put? In? You bring it to the track. You bring it to the door. It yeah, just yeah, it's like. in my bag. But it's um, you know, I don't, I don't really get like deep and emotional. Some people really write their whole life, but it's just for me. Like I think I'm like a I overthink. Typical female, I think. So everything's in my head, and it, I don't necessarily get to voice it because I'm alone. Like I don't have someone next to me. Um, I'm, my fiance cops it a lot, but besides that, no one. I don't get to like blurt thoughts and feelings out good or bad even if I've had a great day I who am I gonna call like dude I just sold like some houses like I don't no one cares yeah <laughs> the only people that understand it are doing the same thing and it's not different and then anybody else you'd call doesn't get it because they don't do it so right. yeah it's so it's yeah so it's not a lot but it's just getting like thoughts to pen to paper and so I will write when it's training time which is almost every day it's exactly what I'm doing how I'm doing it weights i mean everything's very detailed um and then there's you know spreadsheets of all the data to follow and then oh. i look back so i always do a month review of like um where i was at on the first of feb and then where i was at at the end that's so cool and so like if i've got if i've gained 30 percent of power um then that's that's a win mm. and i'll like i measure my my legs and my whole body of you know everything and if i've grown like a centimeter that's amazing and so it's just little things but great. it's just getting it out um and you know and then of course if if i'm gonna go and try to you know work with some homeowners i'm gonna have uh, my expectations are low like i put it really low like in the office the other day everyone said how many pitches yeah. you know i i was the lowest in the office but i've only done t two pitches this week and I've got two ACs and almost two welcome calls coming later today. So, um, I but oh, I, I don't have the um, what's the word? The it's not energy, but the um, like I don't have the ability yet to go and say I'm gonna hit 30 homeowners. I just can't. Yeah, yeah. So I have to be. I just want to be real within me. And if I say I'm gonna get 10, then I'm gonna get 10. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is it's much better because some of those I was in that meeting, mm. and some of the ones that I heard, I'm like. I mean, there's, there's emotion and you're setting goals and there's all these people around, but that's a lot, mm. right? And so it's like, what makes you think you're going to go from doing eight pitches last week to doing 35 this week, right? Yeah. So I would much rather somebody put a goal up there that's the lowest in the office that they will hit. Mm. And there's no question in talking to you that it's not like you put goals up there for fun. Like yeah. you live in your head and you have to be with yourself and you have a standard and all this stuff. But I far prefer that. It's yeah. like, hey, I, I said I'm going to do 10, but I'm going to do it. And I also don't want to come home at night so beyond exhausted that I can't function and my fiance is super like what the heck happened to you today mm. it's that's not going to make me successful either should so we talk it's about like balance should we talk about the shape that your fiance is in yeah we can I mean my I mean gosh. it's going to make me feel a bit 
I need to go to the gym, but yeah. (laughs) It was funny, like, uh, you know, I was talking to my wife about your story and she's like, oh my gosh. And I was like, "Ah, she needs to train me. Yeah. She's in incredible shape. She's an ex-rugby player. So she went to the Olympics in 2016. And so all she's you Olympians just, a, just find each other, right? You're like yeah. this, this community of, of no, thinkers she's and different performers. though. She's she's not just. I mean, she's a firefighter now. Oh really? But um, yeah, just a whole different mindset again. And I just I think that's why we don't need to talk about that. But definitely, you know, you attract the people you want to be around. Oh, and it's, it's great. Like it obviously, you can tell. Like I have never met your fiance, but she seems obviously intentional and and as as like focused on what she's doing as you are right and it's totally. good to have it's good to have a partner that that will build you up and lift you up and yeah someone that gets it maybe not the exact same thing but yeah it was, i mean doing doing a job like this racing or knocking doors it's, it's the same so you've got got to be understanding and be on the same page and i think you've just got to yeah you, you cannot over overdo it and push it where you're just gonna i mean you got to have a happy household you know so Need and that's balance. just with everything everything you do i mean there's got to be time management um, so yeah. yeah, well, what are the what are the next couple things you're excited for in this chapter? You have a lot on your plate, so you're still very much involved in racing. You're gonna you're gonna give it one more Olympic push. Yeah, um, actually start Monday full time training. So what so. does that look like? Full time training? Uh, six days a week. So how many and a couple, hours a day? Um, depends. So if it's one training session, two to three hours. If it's two, four to six. And it's like the tough training. It's like ballistic training. It's like just high intensity. So it's like, because everything we do is, it's a 30 second race. So everything is super short, but you have to be like 100% at all times. What do you think? You saw me take a couple laps to feel the bike. What do you think my pace was? You said a 30 second race. I'm pushing what, like a minute seven out there? Yeah, maybe a little over a minute, but we can, there's there's some room to to work with. That's, you know, we can, we can bring that down a little bit. We'll bring it down. We'll get some sessions in. The good thing about being an absolute novice is I could shave 10 seconds off my oh your today. growth is going to be ginormous that's exactly like, right i'm gonna go right to the top you're gonna see those steps every day there we go yeah or at least for the next hour while i'm a bmx rider <laughs> hey well thank you so much for sharing with us i think uh your story is really cool like you're a real breath of fresh air to our industry Thanks. i love yeah like a lot of the people that that i associate with it's really polar like there's a lot of new people coming into the industry and we try to be available to help them mm-hmm. uh to really we call it convert mm-hmm. to be a direct seller because it is a different lifestyle sure um but then a lot of my associates are people that, have, that we only know this, right? And I've done it for 20 years, like you've raced for 20 years. So it's really awesome to see people come into it with the right mentality because I just, you know, personally, maybe it's like the dad in me, but I look five years ahead and I'm like, man, the, the way you think and the way you work and the way that you have experience and the, the way that life lines up, there's so much potential. That's really what, what excites yeah. me yeah and there's so many people in the exact same situation sure um and so for me it's just so exciting to see i know i'll be here in five years to see where everybody else i'll will be, be here yeah i want to run a, a girls team should so we need get, it get yeah we have had more women join direct to home sales in the last like three years mm-hmm. than i have ever seen and honestly in many ways like <clears throat> there's not like once you're out there in the neighborhoods there's really not that big of a difference it's not like it's not like racing where your body types are actually different and stuff like sure, that like yeah there's no difference in, no. in direct to home sales and so i've loved seeing the amount of because it's like it to me it feels like a world that we're 10 percent mm-hmm. tapped into sure and there's a lot of things that that i think just experience and you know you you develop sales through a relationship you nurture a relationship you think of people in a creative and thoughtful way like those are all skills that man if you have that at all 
it's a superpower. Yeah. Well, that's what I see. Like um, some of the officers, because I, you know, on social media, I follow and like over on the East and things. And even when you're not at work, you're in, you're in your office, you're having meetings or, you know, but if we can get a group together and it's like almost like mentoring, Mm because I I do a little bit of that through racing with the the younger guys. um, And somehow that just, it gives me a lot of joy. Mm -hmm. Like even if I'm not going to be the champ, if I can help and just, because leaving Australia young, coming here with nothing, well, not nothing, you know, I had my family's support, but my bank account was not healthy and you kind of just have to figure it out and then, um, you know, get your own coach and just like manage your whole life. And I think, I think managing um, what will help being successful in this job is people who come from another job or wherever they came from. And it's like, they definitely are like ready for a change, which that's what I've noticed. Like you need to change your life, come and do this, something completely different. So then it's managing how you, how you manage it. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think if we can get groups to work closer and like not necessarily socialize outside, but manage i don't know how to explain this manage it better go out for dinners have girl girl nights and yeah yeah have like time to when you're not at work but openly talk about it concerns weird things that have happened successes share things and just kind of grow as a you know build better relationships within our team and so i would love to somehow get to that point i mean i still have my own goals i want to achieve sure. um we're getting within there. there but i think no we're definitely like from the very small time with Sunrun it's mm-hmm. awesome it's so awesome yeah. um, have you seen the Elevate group that we have yeah 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 so yeah. it's starting there and there's a lot of people that feel the same way like mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool to see because the rumblings are there mm-hmm. and uh, you know we've had some we, we just had a franchise uh, female from the east coast uh, Alicia that yeah I, I follow her yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we've have we've had Kenzie Watts she's doing youngest, it yeah. youngest DM and first female DM yeah that's awesome you're starting to see your offices fill up with them I mean Amber runs yeah. a significant recruiting program for our group like it's really exciting but those the girls that are sitting at the back of the class or hiding away they're going to come out more yeah, and yeah. reach their full potential yeah I mean, it's just how it is. You it know, is. we just, we shy away a little bit. And so. So open recruiting to Lauren Reynolds, future direct sales, all female team. What if I want to get on? Can I get on the all female team? Uh, I'll see. We, might. Doesn't we need like to get this promising. little better first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got to prove yeah. it out here. All right. Yeah. I like that. I like that. No. Well, um, all right. So stay tuned because you're going to take me for a couple laps around the BMX track, but thanks so yeah. much for sharing. I'm super excited for your story to, to continue to unfold. We'll be rooting for you in BMX and in solar. Yeah. So. Thank you so much. I appreciate it and again thank you for everything with this opportunity and i'm excited to continue to grow and hopefully hit prime this quarter hit it all right thank you guys for tuning in this has been another episode of electric people if you've liked what you've heard and are interested in joining our teams just dm us on instagram and one of us will reach out about how to join this dynamic opportunity you want to come be a part of the best sales team solar team in the industry hit us up Sunrun. Thanks for hanging out with us today. This is Electric People. Take these principles and go be electric.